Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia, and this is episode 37, and I'm so excited today to have my guest, Kayla. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, this is going to be a really juicy episode, so Kayla, introduce yourself and what you do. Sure, yeah. So my name is Kayla. I am a restaurant dietitian and online nutrition run coach, and um, my specialty is working with plant-based runners um, because I am a plant-based runner myself and decided, you know what, there is a, definitely a need for runners to make sure that they're fueling and eating correctly um, on plant-based foods. So that is what I do. <laughs> awesome. And I love it. I love that. Um, so I, I don't run as much as I used to, but I used to run like Back in high school, I used to run. Um, I lived by a big lake, and it was about five miles around. And uh, we had late start Friday, so on Fridays, I'd wake up and run the lake. And I love to run. Um, I I went through periods of I hate to run, I love to run, I hate <laughs> to run, I love to run. Um, but then after I had my second child, um, my that was when we changed our diet for my husband. Was literally he was about. Um, like five or six months old. So I was about five or six months postpartum. And that's when we changed our diet. And I was doing a program called Stroller Strides. And Stroller Strides is basically a exercise class with your stroller, with your kid, that is almost like a, um, it's almost like a community as well. Like I am still in touch and we hang out every month with my Stroller Strides girls that I met through there. Um, and it's awesome because you can start as, you know, as soon as your doctor clears you to work out. And part of that class is you go through stations, but you run in between. And some days you do, they give you like short routes or long routes and in between the mm -hmm. stations. So like station one is like you meet, you warm up and then we're like, okay, station one's going to be the tree over or whatever. And we all know where it is because, you know, we've done it before. And then, okay, walkers, joggers, you know, short run, go this way. If you want to do the longer run, go around this way. And so I really started getting back into it when I was doing stroller strides with my first and with my second, I hopped right back in and I had this giant double Bob stroller. And if you don't know how heavy a double Bob <laughs> stroller is and you haven't had kids yet, oh. try to have kids, just be, just wait. Uh, and so <laughs> I started really getting like, it's an amazing way to get strong because they don't force you to do anything. They have so many different levels. And of course, right when you have a baby, you start slow and then you slowly start to, you know, build your strength again. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I can tell you that I would run with my two kids and this double Bob stroller. I live in a hilly area. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. But then when we changed our diet, um, I honestly felt more energetic versus less. Um, I felt so much better. And that's when I started some of our, um, some of the girls, we started running on Saturdays. Um, also, and we would get up early and do like between six and nine miles every Saturday. And we started oh. uh, running half marathons together. Like it was super fun. So I had never yeah. run half or anything. And I have to say like my, I, it's called a triple crown here in San Diego. It's like these three races that if you do them within the same year, you triple crown. So we did okay. the triple crown the year, literally I, my baby wasn't even one, but I triple crown that year. We had just changed our diet. And I mean, I'm not super fast, but like 
the La Jolla half, which is known as like one of the, like a really tough half. Like, I think I ran it in like an hour and 45, an hour and 50, something like that, which for me was pretty good, especially I was like postpartum, whatever. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So I like, can't wait to hear what you have to say. Cause one of the things that I'm, I'm going to start us off strong. Like, let's talk about it. What, one of the things that sure. people are like, well, well, how do you get your protein? Like, how are you running? If you don't have, if you don't eat meat, how, where do you get your protein from? And when I, I, I happen to have a plant-based doctor, just ironically. Um, and when I told her that she like laughed, she thought it was so funny. So she's yes. like, okay, if you didn't have enough protein, there's no way you'd be able to run a half marathon. <laughs> Talk to us about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So with protein, I mean, you're completely right. It is, it is kind of funny in a way because people say that and it's like, well, honestly, there is protein in vegetables. There's protein in really, you know, most of our foods, we have some protein in them. Um, but there's also a lot of like plant-based sources of protein that we can also get. Um, so, you know, like, like our, you know, like quinoa, for example, you know, it's a grain, but it still has a really good source of protein in it. Um, and there's other plant-based sources as well as, you know, as long as you're having beans, legumes too, as long as you're incorporating those sources of protein and aware of getting it, you certainly can get enough. Um, but I also think what's interesting about protein is more, you know, more evidence and research is showing like there's just such this big emphasis of protein, but honestly, we are, most of us are probably eating more than we really need and access is not beneficial to us at all. Um, so really, I don't think there's really any fear of getting protein. Um, I actually do have a have a client that, you know, I had to increase her calories so much to support her running, um, you know, through her training, her marathon training, that, you know, I had to increase the amount of fruits and vegetables she's eating that I could barely even fit in like a serving of beans. And she's like, Kayla, is this right? And I'm like, yes, because you're getting protein from all those vegetables. Because <laughs> I had her on like, you know, 10 servings of vegetables, which is a lot. Um, but really, it was hard for me to even give her any actual like protein source. It's like, because you're, you're getting enough what you need. You're getting, yeah. <laughs> and so, but even like people say like, oh, but, you know, even as an athlete, like weightlifters, whatever, like, even as so, but you're saying like in general, even as a runner, even whatever, I mean, I guess it's different if you want to maybe build something versus running, right? Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So there is, there is a different amount like of recommendation. So for my runners, I would say between 1.2, 1.4 grams per kilogram for, you know, strength and for really building muscle, maybe you want to be closer to that two grams per kilogram. But when we look at the research just on whole food plant-based diets, um, especially um, T. Colin, T. Colin Campbell, um, he says, like, you know, only eight to 10% of your diet really should be from, for pro, from protein. Um, so you'll see that, you know, if you figure out what two grams per kilogram is to, you know, eight to 10% of your calories, you can see that's a, that's a lot you know, two grams per kilogram is quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So 10% of total calories. Um, yeah. So that's like, I guess it is different. Like when you're running versus it's more, um, 
you know, specific, but in general, it's yeah. actually funny. I had a, uh, I was talking to a, a plant-based pediatrician and she gave me some statistic that was, I can't remember if it was like 94, 96%, but something about, um, the research shows that 94, 95, 96% of people in our country have plenty of protein, but that, that same amount of people don't get enough fiber. Yes. <laughs> so in reality, it's like, we care so much about protein, but like, what about like all these people don't have fiber. So it's like, mm -hmm. what's the real issue here? Are we in a protein issue or are we, you know, in a fiber issue? Because yes. that's yes. insane, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. And I think that was also a lot of research that T. Colin and Dr. T. Colin Campbell has done, has shown the same thing. You know, he did all this research, you know, um, in a third world country thinking that, you know, these kids were, you know, had malnutrition and there was a protein deficiency, but come to find out it was, I think it was that, you know, they weren't having enough, they didn't have enough fiber. They weren't eating, you know, all the other nutrients that we need. So it wasn't really yeah. just protein. It wasn't just protein. Well, mm -hmm. and it's a funny story because I, um, so my kid, I have three kids when my little, my youngest one, I mean, my oldest one started preschool. He was obviously the first to start. I got a message from the preschool teacher and she's like, so um, I think he might have like a little bit of an upset tummy. He had a really, really loose stools today. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he, she's like, well, like he, he like pooped like twice when he was here and like, they were kind of loose. I'm like, yeah, that's normal. She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, that's just who he is. Like he eats like tons of fruits and veggies and like, that's normal. And she's like, well, I've never seen a kid that does that. And I'm like, well, that's because most of the kids you see survive on chicken fingers and mac and cheese and <laughs> they are actually stopped up. <laughs> I mean, but it was so funny because they literally thought my son had an issue and I'm like, no, he just eats a lot of fruits and veggies. <laughs> That's actually mm -hmm. really normal for his age. And my mm -hmm. people always used to comment when my kids were little, oh my God, they have to poop all the time. I'm like, yeah, most <laughs> of us do when we're eating what we need. <laughs> you should be, you should be, yeah. But it just, I thought it was so funny. I was like, wow, all right. Um, <laughs> awesome. That's like, that was kind of like, you know, I just, I wanted to address this first because I feel like that's such a thing with, where where do you get your protein? And, and the truth of the matter is like, you know, all our bodies are different and we all, you know, crave, need whatever different sources of protein. But mm -hmm. it, if you want to be a plant-based runner and active and athletic in general, you're mm -hmm. going to be fine, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and of course you may need a little bit more than the general person of protein. That's going to help you know, especially for recovery of your muscles, but it's not as much more as we really think it is. As people think it is totally. Mm -hmm. So in general, tell me like plant-based diets, like they're obviously yeah. that's what you do for runners, athletes in general. Um, mm -hmm. wh what do you do? How do you get people, you know, started situated? Like, what do you, like you just said about the percent of your diet from protein, can people be super competitive on a plant-based diet? Is it good for us? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely think it's, you know, there's even research showing that's more research, which is still very limited. Um, but there's still some evidence that is showing that even being plant based can actually help performance. So it can help for help recovery. So it can speed up recovery, um, and may even help with speed. 
as well performance so so by speeding up recovery you mean recovery of like our muscles like rebuilding like what we break down and um i mean that makes sense because of all the nutrients Mm -hmm. and stuff we get from from plants like that totally does make sense yeah yeah um, so what do you take me through like a plan, like, what do you do with your clients? Like, um, if somebody were interested in, Hey, I am athletic, I'm, I, I'm a runner or whatever. I need to hire someone like you. What do you do with them? Um, how do you guide them along with eating and all that kind of stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a process. A lot of my clients work with me, you know, for a while. So like six to nine months, you know, it's not something that's, really like, like, I'm just gonna pack as much information in four weeks and teach you everything I know. Um, It's really, I would say really about starting first at, you know, dealing with, you know, stress management, um, life, you know, lifestyle, kind of how, you know, the meal planning, part of it, things, you know, how to do that and fit into your busy lifestyle. So we really start there, you know, creating awareness around our behaviors, why we eat, you know, our relationship with food. So that's really where I start with a client. And then we'll move on more, you know, as we progress, as you know, the journey progresses, you know, we'll move on more to talking about sports nutrition, more like pre post during fueling, all that kind of stuff and, you know, related, you know, how to do that, you know, being plant-based or if somebody, you know, really just wants to be, wants to be whole food plant-based, then we may need to, you know, get a little creative and figure out, okay, what foods are you going to eat, you know, to fuel during your race? Um, Cause often we have, you know, the gels and goos and I know a lot of people, especially that are plant-based are like, they're too sweet. Kayla, I can't eat yeah. them. <laughs> can't <Yeah>. take them. <laughs> Because there is a difference. Like when people talk about vegan, plant-based, whatever, um, that doesn't necessarily, especially with vegan, that doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. It just means Mm -hmm. you're avoiding animal products. But when it comes to whole food plant-based, which is kind of more what we are as well, like all of my recipes, like very few contain anything store-bought, like everything is generally Mm -hmm. um, what you can create from plants. And like, I mean, I use jarts, you know, sauces and stuff like that you know that's that's not what I mean I I meant more like um like processed you know uh, meats cheeses that are Mm -hmm. from plant sources is kind of more what I was talking about so yeah there's definitely Mm -hmm. a difference because if you're eating all the processed plant-based foods and you're trying to be athletic and run that's Mm going to give you way different fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. So sometimes it is just taking someone from being like a vegan junk food eater to how can we incorporate more whole foods? Um, And even just focusing on that, because sometimes if that's where they are, then let's focus on that. Or even, you know, I do have clients too that want to even make that transition to 100% plant-based. Some people are just, you know, consider themselves maybe 80% plant-based or vegetarian and, you know, help them and guide them through that transition. So what are some foods like as a runner, um, or if, you know, you're doing a race or, you know, you're going into like a hard, you know, maybe cardio type workout, whatever, what are some things that you mm-hmm. suggest people eat pre? I'd, I'd love to go through the like yeah. the pre, during and post, like what's <laughs> good, some good pre foods. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think really the best thing is fruit actually. Um, And that is because, well, pre what, you know, sports nutrition guidelines will say is you want carbohydrates and especially like right before a lot of times people say like, 
well, I have a hard time digesting something before. So I usually, you know, run or do my workout fasted. Um, but I always encourage people to, yeah, to try to try to eat something because like, if you're going marathon, doing a marathon training for a marathon that day before, you know, the day on your marathon, probably before your race, before running 26 miles, you have to pre-fuel, right? So mm-hmm. we have to practice this. And I encourage people to practice it and figure out what works for them. Um, but I think fruit is the best because it's quick energy. It's fructose and it's that, because sh- it really is sugar. Um, it's a low, G- and you want low GI carbs. So you don't want anything that's really high in fiber, right? We wouldn't want to have beans and um, you know, beans and broccoli, right? Before we go on a run, we're going to have GI issues. Um, so anything that's low GI. So a lot of times it's, you know, either a smoothie, um, you know, even sometimes like a protein, but not really, well, could be a protein bar, but we don't necessarily need protein. Um, but like a fruit bar, I guess, like a Laura fruit bar. bar. Yeah. 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 Um, and then like whole piece of whole fruit is really, you know, all that's you really so need. energy. Well, and fruit's easy to digest. It digests pretty, you know, yes. pretty quickly. Yes. And that's uh, before, th- like right before like a race, like maybe right before 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Okay. And so that's, so in general, um, that's me. I yeah. cannot <laughs> eat before I work out. Like it just depends. I mean, if I work out, obviously at like noon, I'm going to eat, but I, <laughs> I'm generally an early worker outer. Um, I like to get up early and get my workouts done. Um, And, but I cannot eat before. Like it, I, my stomach does not do well. I also can't drink um, a lot. My stomach does not do well with that. And when I ran those three half marathons, I will tell you that like I, well, because it was a half marathon, I didn't, I didn't do it fasting because I knew like I needed something, but I had to get up early and eat mm-hmm. like a Lara bar or something like that. But I had to eat it right. like an hour or so before. Yes. Um, so that my stomach and throughout my half marathon, I couldn't do any of those gummies or I just couldn't do them. Like it just does yeah. not agree with my belly. I could take small sips of water, but I could not take very much. Um, and I mean, I, and I wasn't going for like, you know, this crazy, like, I'm going to beat people. I just was going to run. And I mean, I'm not super slow, um, but that's just me. Like I cannot, my stomach does not do well with food at all. Um, But the whole fruit, like that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, even like a banana, even like a banana, even though those are a little more. Yeah. You could try a banana for me. I found like half a banana is good. Like, you know, 20, 15 minutes before. Um, a whole banana could be too much cause it's too much fiber, but it's always a good way. It's always good to experiment and see what works, you know, see what works for you. What works for some people. I know, I, you know, I have a client that actually just has granola before her workout and that just like works for her. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. if it's something, you know, a yeah. little bit of something's good, but yeah, ideally, yeah. you know, you want to leave one to two hours before, but that's not always, not always feasible day to day. So before, so if I'm waking up early to work out, like if I were to get up and have like a piece of fruit about, you know, maybe have a piece of fruit and then go upstairs and brush my teeth, get dressed and then work out, that's what you think is ideal. Not ideal in the sense, no, like one to, you know, leaving that one to two hours to eat something and then working out is ideal. Okay. Got it. 
right eating right before, but you know, something is going to be better than nothing. Okay. Okay. So one to two, I, mm-hmm. I, I think I misheard. So one to two hours before you work yes. out and before got it. Video. Yeah. But if, if you don't have that much time, you know, like I said, a piece of fruit, something quick before yes. is, is fine. But yeah, okay. like one to two hours before you'd want something, you know, you could do something like a bagel and avocado, something like that. Like if you're, you know, right before a marathon, two hours before oatmeal, you might be okay. But you definitely want those two hours, especially something that's high in fiber. Yeah. (laughs) And then right before the race is what you're saying, like fruit, something quick to kind of give you quick energy. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, Okay. So during a race, like we talked a little bit, you mentioned about, you know, the gummies or whatever, what do you, um, what are some things that you recommend during a race? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there are vegan gummies, goos, gels. Um, there are more products out there as well that I think are a little bit more natural, which is nice. I use the Huma gels and I like them because they're made out of chia seeds and there's not a lot of crazy things in there. And they seem to have always been okay with my stomach. Um, I know a lot of vegan runners, they also use Talon. Um, so Talon is a powdered form. So it's can be added to water. Um, so it's known as more of an electrolyte, but there are more carbohydrates in it than your normal, like just electrolyte drink. Um, so that's nice because it has that, like has the added carbs. If you're someone that just can't do the gels. Um, and then another option, I know some more, and this is more common probably in the ultra running world. Um, they, the ultra runners like to use like dates and mashed potatoes as fuel for during mashed potatoes. How Mm -hmm. do you, how do you carry that around? (laughs) Yeah. So what they do is, you know, how your gel packets, they come right in those packets. Uh Uh It's the same thing. They just put the mashed potatoes like in a plastic baggie, just like you would have it in a little bag. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Just like I've never heard of that. I've heard of the dates. I've heard of the dates for sure, but I've never heard of the mashed potatoes. That is. Yeah. Potatoes are an amazing food for runners um, just because of the, the carbohydrates in them, but they're also complex carbohydrates and they also have potassium and, you know, other nutrients in there. That's really good for us. So I think I love potatoes, potatoes should be so. like a staple. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're just great. Yeah. I, I, I love potatoes like in all forms. Um, yeah. My kids, it's funny. My, my youngest says he hates potatoes, but he like loves French fries. He, <laughs> and I'm like, um, French fries are potatoes. He's like, no, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> like he refuses to, he refuses to acknowledge as a potato, like at all. Um, but oh, okay. I, I love potatoes. I love them roasted. I lo- I just, I think they're mm-hmm. so good. So, and it's funny because yeah. people, you know, potatoes have a bad name, I think in the, like the diet world, yeah. like you know, I'm like high carbs, but yeah, that's what we need <laughs> for energy. So yeah, totally. I mean, okay. uh, exactly. I mean, carbs in general. So mm-hmm. during you want something. Um, it, so pre you want car right, right before you run, you want carbs a couple mm-hmm. hours before you want something that's that's um, fiber. No, well, it doesn't have to be fiber, but it's okay but- if you have two hours. Got it. Okay. It's more fiber, but in general, okay. before you want it low GI, low GI carb. So low on that index. So it's less fiber. Got it. Got um, it. 
if possible. But it's okay if you have those two hours, but you have to experiment with it because yeah. it can, okay. can have GI issues if you have a lot of fiber. No. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you don't want that in the middle of a run. Don't want that. Yeah, yeah. So it's an experiment. And then during you want something that also has like some quick energy, like as you're running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in general, carbohydrates, quick, like fructose. Um, and that form or that goes into your muscles as glycogen or is used as glycogen in your muscles. Awesome. Uh, I love the uh, science part of it. I, um, I was a science major. I was pre-med. And so <laughs> I like all the sciencey stuff is exciting to me. Um, <laughs> awesome. So then, so then post run, um, what do you want? Like what's, once yeah. you're done, you want to rebuild your muscles, obviously. So like, what, what do we want to do post run? Yeah. So post run is carbs and protein. So, um, the recommendation is, is the ratio is three to one. So three grams of carbohydrates for every one gram of protein. Oh, good to know. And what is the, why did they, do you know, like what, how they came up with that, why that ratio, like as far as like the, what it does, you know, for you? Yeah. Yeah. So carbohydrates are important to replenish, right? Because your body is using, as we said, your body needs in your muscles uses that glucose from the carbohydrates as glycogen or glucose. And then you use that all up. So when you finish your run, you want to replace that was glycogen stores. So we need carbohydrates in order to do that. And then protein um, is also important with running or, you know, even just working out because we're stressing our muscles. We're working our muscles, right? We're breaking them down. So we need to make sure to repair them and rebuild them. So we need that protein that'll help us do that. Yep. Um, Perfect. So that that's like, you're, they're kind of working together hand in hand to like build yes. you back up so that you can pop up and do it again. Right. Exactly. Yep. Part of the recovery. And is there um, a recommendation as far as like after your run, your workout, like how long to eat, like you want to eat right after um, a couple hours after what's the recommendation for that? Yeah. Yeah. I always recommend people to, if they can have something like right after within that, um, you know, that hour window. Um, when what works well is I always say like a smoothie. And I know some people that are whole food plant-based, they may be kind of like, I don't want to, I don't know if I'll want to do that, but it's, sometimes it's just the easiest, you know, protein bar. Sometimes it's just the easiest way because we don't always have time to sit down and have a balanced meal with protein, yeah. carbs and fats and everything. Um, within that hour. So I always say like just having something real quick that has carbs and protein in it, you know, whether it's bar smoothie, um, and then sit down if you can within two hours and have a balanced meal. Um, My favorite, especially like after just running a marathon is a veggie burger. And that's just always been my go to I was like, I just want a big, you know, a nice burger with a bun, you know, you got your protein, your carbs. And then I usually have sweet potatoes. I, you know, just love my potatoes. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. When I used to do a lot of running, I would crave, um, um, I used to make, I, I mean, not used to, I still do, but I have a taquito recipe on my website. That's like, it's like, it's almost like how you make a veggie burger, but you puree the filling and you fill it in taquitos. And I Ooh. used to, I used to crave that. That was like my go-to. So I would, you know, I would bake my taquitos and then 
pile them with like avocado and salsa and lettuce. Mm. I, and my, I have this like spicy, um, cashew based, um, cilantro, like creamy sauce. And I would just like, I mean, I could, I could take down like 10 of them. (laughs) easily. That sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. So that was, it's so funny. Like that was always my craving after was yeah. that. It's so funny. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's okay. such good information. I love good. that. Um, I love that. So as far as um, we talked, that's like just for anybody listening who's a runner and I do have a, like a big audience, I feel like that um, do like to run. So um, awesome. it's going to be so, you know, great for them as far as plant-based goes. Um, yeah. You talked earlier a little bit about um, like uh, plant-based and you need more protein to build muscle. Like if you don't want to build, like if you don't want to be, you know, like a, what is it? Like you, you want to go like compete and be like too, super muscly bound. Yeah. Um, can you still, can you still build muscle on a plant-based diet? Are there ways to do it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have as much expertise in this, but I'm sure like, you know, if someone was interested, there are bodybuilders out there that are definitely in that world um, that are, you know, vegan and doing it. Um, yeah, and I've very seen, successful with it. Yeah, I've seen quite a few, yeah. but it's mostly what you're talking about. It just it's increasing that protein or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah, you might just have to have a little bit more protein. But yeah, yeah it's always a touchy, touchy subject, because you don't want to eat more protein than in access because your body's not, it's not going to be beneficial. Yeah, totally. And is there, um, is there a negative to like eating too much protein? Yeah. Yeah. So there's actually more recent evidence that is showing that it could be, um, you know, could be harmful for our kidneys. And this is probably more recent, I would say in the last five years, um, cause I know this conversation has come up with working with clients. Um, and I thought this was so interesting because honestly, like when I went to school that like, that wasn't a thing, like there's not an upper limit of protein and I still don't think there is, but it sounds like the way that the, now that we're coming out with more evidence, there sounds like there may possibly be like an upper limit, but I don't think anything is actually agreed upon or set, you know, in the scientific community, but it's, it is sounding like there needs, there should be, because there could be, um, there could be consequences for your, um, yeah, for your your body kidney. Yeah. And it could just be too, like, it might be people that, um, have like a, you know, a predisposition to having those Mm -hmm. issues anyway, that it could like, you know, make worse. Right. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So do you ever recommend, recommend any supplements for your clients or do you mostly work with just food? Yeah. So, um, I do, (laughs) I guess I do recommend supplements. I would say the two supplements, I always make sure people, um, you know, really anyone that's plant-based should be uh, using is B12 and vitamin D. And why is because vitamin D, most of us in, where we live, you know, especially in the Northern hemisphere, we just don't get enough sun. And that's our best source of vitamin D. Um, but we also know vitamin D is in animal products. Um, so it can be a little bit harder, you know, on a plant-based side to get it from food. But again, the really the best source is sun for anybody to get vitamin D. Um, so I always recommend, you know, having a vitamin D supplement um, and vitamin B12, again, because vitamin B12 is found in animal products. And we you know, we really, that's really difficult to get 
I know eating a plant-based diet, not to say you can't, um, there are foods that are fortified, right? And then we got nutritional yeast and those things, but it's still not a bad idea to take a supplement. Isn't there too, like, doesn't like, was it like mushrooms or something that also yes. have to be <laughs> and like, there was something else. Yeah. Um, I forget, but I, I think, D. yeah, mushrooms are like the Vitamin only, D, um, but B12 yeah. isn't, isn't mushrooms like the only source, like veggie type source that has some for, vitamin B? For, um, no, I think actually mushrooms have vitamin D. Not B12? Um, I thought they had B12 for I'm some reason. I'm not sure about B12, but I know they do have, they may have some B12 or vitamin D because some mushrooms are actually treated with UV rays. So it's from the sun. Oh, um, interesting. I didn't know that mushrooms actually had B12 in it. I'll have to. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think they have hmm. like a, a ton. Lot. Yeah, I don't think they have a yeah. ton. I think that they, but they do have, um, like a little bit of, I mean, you'd have to eat like way too many, but whatever. I think they yeah. have a, like a tiny bit. I think they are found to be like the only something like that. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought nutritional yeast was the only thing that really had a good source of vitamin B12. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say mushrooms. I don't know if they're a good source. I just know that they are a source. Oh, like okay. they have, they have like, like a tiny bit or something. Um, but back to the vitamin D too, what about like one thing that I was, I forget who I was talking to this, but you know, the whole like skin cancer movement of you got to coat yourself with sunscreen. So (laughs) we're out and about, but when we're coating ourselves with sunscreen, we're also not absorbing a ton of the sun. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think they do recommend now, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of sun exposure and just protect your skin. But we don't have to, you know, if you're going to be out there a lot longer, you're going to want to put sunscreen on. But, you know, I think most, I would say personally for most of like, when I go for a run, when I go for a three, four mile run, I don't put sunscreen on because I know my sun's not, my skin's not going to burn, you know, because I'm not out that long and I need that vitamin D. Yeah, totally. And I, you know, what's interesting is, so I, um, I'm in San Diego, where obviously like they're sunny around. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super active. I'm out a lot. Um, but even though I still, I've my body just doesn't. I I've been taking vitamin D for a really long time, even though I'm not 100% plant based. Um, mm-hmm. I still need vitamin D supplement. I take drops. Um, but it's just the yeah. way my body is. Like I've, it mm-hmm. does, I mean, I think we're all differently too. Like I just need yes. more than the average human. And, um, what I've, what is interesting is that I like, it's such for me, the deficiency, like when I'm low in my vitamin D, like I notice such a difference, like so many things, like from my mood to my focus to like all these things. So I do, um, I do like drops under my tongue. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. The vitamin D thing, like it's, that's a big one to watch out for. And it's real also low vitamin D affects your immunity. So mm-hmm. right. that's like, it's whether you're hundred percent plant-based or not, like it's actually really important to make sure mm-hmm. that you um, are, you know, good on that. Good on vitamin D. Yep. Yeah. So what are your quick tips? Let's end with some quick tips from you. Like <laughs> if you want to start, let's, let's say to, to go towards hundred percent plant-based diet, but you're super active, you're a runner. Um, I heard you say before, yeah. like start 
around thinking about your, you know, behaviors, your, how can you actually make this work into your life? Um, any other good tips for those yeah. people listening? Sure. Um, I would say, I think one thing is, you know, when you're transitioning is it doesn't have to mean like cold Turkey, you can go slow and, you know, I think there is a place for those processed foods. You don't want to, you know, continue to eat those vegan processed plant-based products, but that's a good way to transition and that's okay. Um, and then I also think another thing, especially for, you know, those that are active, that it's okay to be a little bit lenient with things as well and not to be hundred, you know, it's okay if you're not a hundred percent whole food plant-based, if you know, you're truly working on performance and you're struggling to meet your nutrition needs. Um, you know, it's okay to, you know, use the supplements or something, you know, other things, other foods as well that might not be whole foods. Totally. Cause it's probably better to do that. Um, than not do it and, yes. and have, have issues. Right. Right. Exactly. Like you don't, you know, having a nutrient deficiency under fueling, I mean, we won't get too much into like all those side effects, but you can really do more harm, I think to your body than good. So I always, you know, really drive home to people and really say like, you know, make sure you understand what your beliefs are, what your values are and why you're doing this as someone that's plant-based, because that's going to be important and decisions that you make and how you fuel your body, because you don't want to be doing more harm than good. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to eat more whole foods and plant-based and that's, you know, more healthy for me. And it absolutely is, you know, but if we're not eating enough fat, because we're, you know, truly whole food plant-based and we're eating really low fat and, you know, we um, mess up, you know, our hormones and our metabolism and especially as women, um, we don't want that to happen, right? Because later yeah. in life, we're going to have, you know, a lot of metabolism issues, weight management issues, all of that stuff. So, so make sure you're getting all those, those basics, right? The carbs, the protein, the fat, like none of them are the devil. Um, <laughs> I know, like, right. there's so many, it's so hard out there. Like, you know, this one camp says, like, eat tons of carbs. The other camp says, you know, <laughs> don't eat carbs. You know, it's just, it's insane. I can't keep up anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. I think most of the professionals that I've talked to is you need them all. Our, our body, our yes. cells needs all of them, especially when you're athletic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, That's thank fun. you so much for being here. I so appreciate you sharing all of our, your expertise with us and um, everything. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, sure. So I am on mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook group called plant-based, plant-based online, what is it called? Plant-based runner online support group. I think that's what it's called. Um, so that is my Facebook group. And then I'm on Instagram at plant-based performance RD. Awesome. There's underscores in there. <laughs> Perfect. And so. make sure to go over and follow her for all her amazing info and content and tips. Yeah. And I appreciate all of you listening. Thank you so much for being here. Please remember to rate and review. It really, really, really helps the um, podcast. And make sure to tune in next time where I'm going to continue the conversation uh, myself about um, balanced meals and how getting into the online, you know, falling into the online world of like this versus that um, can actually, you know, mess you up and do more harm than good and um, focus a little bit about mindful eating. Thanks, everybody.